Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of Push to Shout, the show where the hosts are always right and your opinions don't matter. I'm Brutalkin Powder. I'm Skippy And we are going to talk about some video games and some other stuff. Already on the docket, we've got the uh, long-awaited Gamergate episode of Law & Order. We have a Peter Molyneux meltdown, a Brianna Wu meltdown, and how one tweet ruined Justine Sacco's life. <laughs> But before we get to that stuff, Skippy, how was your week? Uh, I had a good week. Uh, I wish I had a ton to talk about. I do have a new video game <clears throat> to talk about. Uh, I'm going to start out, though, with uh, the last thing that I did last week, which was I actually went to a, a baseball game. Uh, Birmingham, the, the city where I live, uh, we got a new baseball stadium recently in the city called Regents, Regents Park or Regents Field. And... Uh, it, it's just kind of cool because there's not a whole lot to do in Birmingham. <laughs> it's not a very hip and happening city. Uh, so it's kind of an excuse to go somewhere and drink a beer and hang out with people. And um, So I went to that with like my family and some of my family's friends who they're, they have a relative on the UAB team or whatever. Um, and so it was like just a small little college baseball game. But I, this is like the second or third time I've ever been to a baseball game. I, I know very little about baseball. I, I, I know the, the general rules to it and stuff. But I actually really had fun. I, I was surprised by how much fun I had just watching the game. Um, I could have gotten into baseball if if I had watched it as a kid. I think I, I actually would have really liked playing it. I mean, it's never too late, but... I, I usually find it hard to watch most sports like football I like to watch sometimes soccer that's about it so it was kind of cool having a sport that actually pulled me in a little bit so shout out to baseball um, another game or the only new game that I've played this week is uh, a game called Grow Home have you heard of that? I haven't it is a uh Damn, I've never, never even thought about how to put it in a genre. Uh, it is a really simple, minimalist. That uh, uh, you can't put this game in a genre. It was a, it was an ex experiment from some Ubisoft de developers who I think were working on like a, like a physics engine. Is the is the relation to Gone Home just in the name? Is it yes, name alone. Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> this game has basically no story. I mean, it's like you're a little robot and you fly your little ship to a planet or something and there's a big plant on the planet and your objective is to grow the plant. Um, it... I think it started as a physics engine experiment that like linked to animations and it was like Ubisoft was trying to make a, this has been done before by like indie developers and stuff but uh, Ubisoft was trying to make a, a, a character animation that was physics driven or at least heavily involved with how the, the physics of the characters movements actually work um, and then I guess they just kind of decided okay we can actually make a whole game out of this and it would be kind of cool uh the coolest part is that it doesn't require you play it is completely free of you play or as far as i'm aware any drm whatsoever i'm looking at it right now and it's not early access it's not early access it is a oh, full boy. game that is less than ten dollars uh, with no drm from the worst publisher on this planet so 
All right. Uh, is this 2015? <laughs> it's really weird. I, if it is, it's good. Yeah, I, 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 I have a feeling that there was someone relatively far down the totem pole who really, really pushed really hard to get this game released, and somehow it just happened because there was no official marketing or anything for this game. It just came out, um, and it's really, really neat. I really like it a lot. It's not like it's not a challenging game. It's not a, a long game, but it's it's a neat experience. It, you get about what you pay for. Um, it's actually a kind of a pretty game. It's really like there's no textures. Everything's just polygonal, um, but it looks really good. There's a good lighting engine, and it's got like this kind of day-night cycle, and I, it's just really cool. You grow the plant by like jumping on one of its little vines and pressing a button, and you can control the vine. Like that sounds cool. And then that vine is just becomes a permanent part of the the world that you can crawl on, and and and. Uh, and the climbing aspect of the game is like kind of the main, I guess, gameplay or gimmick. Uh, you use the triggers to control each arm, and you just basically you just press up and you pull the triggers one after the other, and just make sure that you're latching on to something or else you fall. It's it's really simple, but it works really well, um, and it's not it doesn't feel tedious or anything. And it's a lot better than like holding down the right trigger and just pressing forward. Um, so kudos to it. I hope more games. I, I think the whole idea with this was was that it would be implemented into major games like this kind of physics engine thing so i think this would be something cool to see like if assassin's creed actually made climbing a challenge that would be pretty neat uh so hopefully that'll be implemented in some triple a releases or something not that i would ever buy a triple a release from ubisoft but um yeah i had a lot of fun with that i guess I, I i really liked it it reminded me of have you ever heard of a game called outer wilds no uh first of all you you should probably check out outer wilds just wilds outer wilds um it's just a really cool like i think a student made it for his final project um and it, it's surprisingly That's how portal came about yeah it's surprisingly like well like every aspect of it is actually pretty well designed and it, it's kind of a complete package there's not much of a goal or anything but it, they built this little world that you can fly your spaceship around in, in and um kind of find out more about the world and stuff it's very clearly incomplete at, at least like if you get the impression that he has more ideas that he'd never implemented into the game and i don't know if he ever plans to i, I really hope he does um, but it, that's a really cool game and it's free. If you just Google Outer Wilds, I think that you'll find it. Um, and you can just download it and play it. It's 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 a really cool little game. I, I highly recommend just fooling around with it. it, it it's there's like there's just some things in that game where you don't expect a, a, such a small game made by one person to have that much detail or uh, just just. I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's it's a different game. It's it's very unique. Um, so anyway, that, that was cool. Uh, check out Grow Home. See if if it, if it looks like something you might be interested in. I do recommend just buying it and playing it because it's a it's a cool experience. Um, and I also played more of quite a bit more of the Shovel Knight uh, or Shovel Knight. It. Uh, I, I finished like the first level and then I went into the village and I didn't play it for like a few weeks and I just picked it up again a, f a few days ago and uh, I'm really enjoying that game. I, I'm i kind of surprised at how much I like it because I usually, I'm not, I, I find it hard to get into like just really simple side-scrolling like platformer action games, uh, but this one, 
kind of held my attention. I, I, I'm still enjoying it. Like every different zone you go to is, is so different. It's so unique and, and, and offers like really uh, simple but unique challenges that and then by the time like you get used to it, you move, you move on to the next zone. So I really like that about it. Um, and of course, they do a fantastic job of just making it actually seem like an old game, which is weird. Uh, they, 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 I think that what they did was they basically implemented some of the better things about modern games into a, a, a game that that by all means probably could run on like an nes or something and it actually worked really well i it has a few things that are kind of frustrating but other than that i mean it's that's a pretty awesome game so yeah that's my cool. week um cool so yeah so on my end uh, i've been playing some more darkest dungeon um now I've, I've actually put in at least the the minimum amount of time to be able to speak about it with some kind of authority or at least not completely bullshit it uh it's really good it's so good and at the same time it's almost entirely based on rng which you'd think would be you know a bad thing but because of just the atmosphere of it it's it's really really oppressive and you're supposed to feel even if you're really good it wants you to feel like you're barely scraping by at all times and so sometimes you do get screwed but it doesn't feel it feels unfair but that doesn't feel like a problem yeah and it's really the only time i've seen something like that in like a game um where i didn't feel like it was like a a negative that it was uh that it was screwing me randomly but that just speaks to how well designed the whole thing is it's the voiceover is just so good it it's um i don't know who it is i should probably look that guy up but Troy Baker. he's a really good voice actor no, definitely not this is this i don't know he sounds very old and gravelly sean connery <laughs> reese witherspoon <laughs> anyway <laughs> it's a good game everybody should play it it's really good that's I don't want to like it's not like there's a story there is but there's nothing to spoil I just don't want to give away those little moments you know like um there there are little moments that crop up where oh I'm down to my last torch and the light's fading and all the enemies are getting harder but if I just go that one more room then maybe I'll find that one little piece of loot that makes all this worthwhile and uh if if it gets even a little bit darker I might have to retreat and then everybody's going to get all stressed out from their defeat and then they're going to be out of commission for another expedition like those little moments are what make it the you know emergent storytelling it's it's that in spades and it's not in a buzzword sense it's really good it does it well so yeah i recommend have, that have uh, have you ever played faster than light no oh shit okay you'd love you'd love it i it's it's uh it's a roguelike like or whatever the fuck they're calling it these days uh it's it's random random number generator but it's it again it's done in a way where like you usually don't feel like you're just getting completely screwed there's kind of usually a way out if you if you know how to play the game but it's you you fly a spaceship uh, across the galaxy or whatever and it it usually like a game lasts like less than an hour or probably probably far less than an hour i don't really remember i haven't played it in a while but uh 
you're managing like your spaceship so like you can close off airlocks when there's like a fire and like contain the fire or like assign crew members to different things and they slowly level up and get their experience bonuses and whatnot and and buy and sell weapons and and so you just build up your little spaceship and you go through and you fight other spaceships that are doing the same thing that you are um it's that's a really neat game it's got a fantastic soundtrack uh you need to check that out when you're done with darkest dungeon because it sounds like it's not at all story driven it doesn't have any narration or anything like that but it's 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 fun and it's 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 rng done right i i really like it so when you're done with that definitely check out ftl it's really good yeah, I'm gonna have to add that to the ever-growing backlog. Yeah, but I'll at least notch it up a few places. <laughs> yeah, um, it is a lot. It sounds like it's a lot like Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, and what what I really like about Darkest Dungeon, not to say this is bad about Fast and Light, but you saying that each one lasts about an hour, this is what reminded me of it. That in Darkest Dungeon, you basically just have one continuous run, yeah. one continuous file, and uh, you can go on these expeditions. You come back, people die. There's permadeath, and you can visit their graves and see who they were, and it's just permanently there. It's it's so good. It it makes you you start to like get a group that you really care about like a party that's your go-to your standbys and you got some expendable people and um you know you can rotate them out so that your main guys don't get too stressed but then it's all that much more um stressful when one of your one of your uh, go-to's gets in trouble it's really it's really cool anyway i've also been playing some project m been trying to get better with marth been practicing some l canceling some wave dashing yeah i love Uh, those things yeah i'm sure you do but yeah it's fun i wasn't expecting to enjoy the uh metagame tourney shit elements of it so much but it actually is pretty cool um just little tricks that you would never even consider doing if you were just fucking around playing smash brothers but like there's just for example one thing you can do you jump just a little bit and then you dodge down diagonally so that you can grab onto uh, the edge of the platform. And then when they try to get back up, you jump back up and they can't grab onto the edge. It's called like edge hogging. Hmm. It's, but I mean, I knew about it before, but this way of doing it is super fast and so glitchy and shitty looking, but it works. And it's just, it's nice. It's cool. I don't know. That's not for everybody, but it's, I enjoy it. I also been playing some more Bayonetta. That's just a really good game. Um, hack and slash don't have much to say about it though I'm just kind of going through it you can't really say much about it it's just kind of mindless fun um, that's it for games basically also been watching some Better Call Saul still a great show each episode kind of, kind of like affirms its reason to exist like you know there was always the fear from the start that okay this is amc wanting eyeballs to still be on their show once mad men and breaking bad are over but it's really carved out a little niche for itself it's it's it feels like it's a story worth telling on its own for sure it feels thematically different enough from breaking bad that it's uh, that it's its own thing and isn't just riding on that success and um the the intensity is ratcheting up way faster than i thought it would too i don't want to spoil anything but yeah it's not the uh, mute um courtroom drama by any means so it's worth checking out sure i and that's my week that better call saul i, I might have to check it out i i usually try to wait for those at least to get through one season so that i can binge them but um i i i i kind of had a cynical attitude about it when it when i 
first heard about it because like yeah oh, okay breaking bad spinoff their big their big shows are leaving the network or, or i mean just just uh, ending period so they just create the spinoff to retain viewers and and that is that is what they're doing but i think that uh i think from what i've heard about it, it it's done a really good job of just completely transcending that that uh that stigma of of just being a spinoff show that's 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 a cash grab or whatever it yeah it's it's become its own thing and they've they've actually seemed to like really work hard to to make it something worth watching rather than just something that'll keep some people watching because it's breaking bad part two yeah like my worry from the start was that breaking bad was about walter white kind of descending into you know his what he winds up descending into and um I, th- I thought that Better Call Saul would probably go the same way, that we know where Saul Goodman ends up come the beginning of Breaking Bad. We know where he starts at the beginning of Better Call Saul. Okay, it's going to be some kind of moral decline, but it's it's a subtler moral decline than the one Breaking Bad, and it's still distinct. Like, Saul Goodman clearly has integrity that he's not willing to surrender, that Walter White never had it, they're different characters they they managed to take that moral decline story tell it in the same setting the same city of albuquerque new mexico and make it interesting and unique that's really cool i think he's just i don't know vince gilligan just loves the way albuquerque looks because he spends so much time just with those colorful shots of just a, like a neighborhood it's or, it's um, a really simple location yeah. but he like he, he seems to either either he loves the location or he just loves making a location look interesting not even interesting he doesn't make it look interesting he just makes it look unique and and good <laughs> yeah. um I, i'd like to see him do that like i think that the he cinematography is top notch. Yeah. It, it reminds me of, and we've talked about this, I think maybe even last week, uh, it reminds me of Fargo, uh, the movie and the show. I mean, the show takes those kinds of shots from the from the movie. But like Fargo, the whole reason they chose that town for that movie was that it's this boring town with no personality whatsoever. And then they they shoot it in such a way that they they focus on that, that boring part of it, but they make it unique and they make it... Uh, they. Yeah, there's kind of a love put into it, and that, that's what I feel about how like it's it's New Mexico, like great, <laughs> but but he he gives personality to the location that you don't see a lot in in those kinds of shows. I and, I don't think. And you know what? There's not there's not the like landscapes of the desert that would be there all the time in Breaking Bad. He manages to just make like the town of Albuquerque yeah. look that good. It's it's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he does. He does That's a really good job can. with color too. Have you ever seen like the compilations the of like images with colors? Yeah, the saturation in um in both of his shows is just up so high, and I really like high saturation. Yeah. Um, just really just dripping with big old meaty colors. Yeah. House of Cards. <laughs> Sorry to suddenly change. I just this just popped in my When's mind. When's that come out? Is that by twenty 20- this week or? or the beginning of next week sometime very soon i know that it leaked <laughs> okay i here's my theory on the leak um my dad the, and i were talking about this before we talk about the leak i i'm not sure on the facts of this did the episodes themselves leak or did the 
pictures and descriptions of the episodes leak. I, I'm not sure about that. I haven't done a lot of research on it. I know that it it didn't leak in its entirety. Like, it's not available for download. It was just it just appeared on Netflix temporarily and then was taken off as if it was a mistake. And I, I say as if it was a mistake because I think that it was entirely intentional because it, it I, I mean, instantly these news stories were going viral. Like, oh shit, House of Cards is released two weeks early because it looked like they just released it early just for fun and then they took it back down um and i think that they just wanted to i think it was a pr stunt and i think it was a good pr stunt and the the thing that that made me first think that it was a pr stunt is that their twitter account very soon after it was leaked made a tweet that was like uh i think it said something like this is washington there's always a leak and it was just so that is not a stroke of genius by some intern managing the twitter account that is that that has to be like premeditated like they they thought of that beforehand they had to like i can't i can't imagine that someone just had that thought all of a sudden and tweeted it i but but whatever um if it is a pr stunt pretty good idea um but i, I am looking good. forward to that yeah i don't know i don't yeah i don't think you're saying i mean i know you're not saying that we know it was an intentional leak but there's no it evidence would, it would yeah. work out pretty well if it was <laughs> yeah. i mean how what better way to get people talking up the season three premiere than than that and because um, it's because it's netflix and because the leak only happened on their service where it's streaming people can't just watch the episodes and spoil right. it for people it's just they think the episodes are out and then boom they're gone so so nobody has the chance to spoil it so it's like the perfect plan uh I, I i don't know i i think it was intentional um it's actually my brother there in the chat says that they were taken down 30 minutes after going up okay so nobody was able to get through a full episode i don't think so yeah but you could see him okay wow that's that's crazy okay yeah <laughs> Is that all you had to say about House of Cards? Or uh, you said you yeah, and your dad were talking about it. Was well, just we were just talking about whether it was a PR stunt because every time uh, that he sees some kind of like the uh, there was the GoDaddy ad that was taken that was a. Uh, canceled before the super bowl he's convinced that that whole thing was planned that oh, that they knew that well, people were going to yeah. be outraged and that they canceled it and i think there's a high chance of that although i i'm well, a little less i'm a little less convinced all of the that time. yeah that definitely. happens all the time people make commercials that intentionally will get rejected and then they can say look at this banned commercial yeah. and then people watch it so that almost for sure the only thing that the only thing that made me think that that wasn't a pr stunt is that very soon after i heard about it i looked it up to try to find it i had to do some serious digging to find that commercial like it was it was not mm. up anywhere and you would think that if it was intentional they'd at least they'd at least create a separate youtube right. account and upload it or something like that okay. but i couldn't find it anywhere and then i finally found it like embedded in some news article so yeah i wasn't sure about that particular ad but it happens every year yeah, there's definitely. always some ad that's rejected banned check it out too hot for tv and if it's not rejected then it's like oh look at this ad did you see this ad where everyone's everyone's angry at it so whatever <laughs> Okay, so that stuff is cool. Let's talk about something that's not <laughs> Law and Order. Yeah, I didn't see Jesus. the episode. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I couldn't do it to myself. I, I you at least saw the super cut. The I've you? seen, I've seen the best bits. The super cut. I don't. Yeah. I didn't see the the super cut that you're talking about. But I've seen. I've seen. I know about most of the terrible things that happen in the, <laughs> the episode. Where do you start? Where can you? 
I, like the immediately at the at the beginning, these two guys at this convention just kind of go up to this counter and ambush this chicken. They're like, "What's up, gamer girl? We don't want you here." <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Like, do, do, does anyone think that this actually happens? I think yes. That- I think I think people do think that that happens. I also think though based on what i've seen from law and order and csi and the, all these trash television shows um the clips that are uploaded on youtube where they just show a pure ignorance of the topic <laughs> that they're talking about sometimes i think maybe it's not intentional maybe it's not even fully self-aware but i think that they develop these they develop these episodes with a sense of humor yeah. that maybe doesn't get through to the most of the viewing audience because it's like they the, the audience thinks that they're developing these completely seriously but i bet that while they're while they're making these episodes they're it's a little tongue-in-cheek so I, I maybe that's just me wanting it to be that way because it's so fucking terrible but uh I, I don't know some of it is just so outrageous that it can't be like people had to be laughing while making it like it like like, like the scene you just described it, just a girl just confronted during a during a convention for no reason other than the fact that she's a girl i loved them um, when ice t was trying to like explain what this amazonian whatever shit game that the developer in the episode was making but he was comparing it to civ 5 and he couldn't pronounce it <laughs> like he was confused by it clearly so when he was reading the line he was like well this is some say that it's even better than civ 5 with the brave new world expansion pack like yeah. he couldn't pronounce the line and they just kept it anyway and like of all games to ch- it's like they googled video games and that's one of the first results because like like who who uses that as a barometer of quality or anything like it's just that's just a game that exists like just, you can create a patriarchy or a matriarchy and, and why, the, the, why the expansion the pack in particular I, I it's it's so weird well i mean that's it's true that if i with brave new world is different and better than without it but like <laughs> it's such a weird comparison that you can't even bother talking about this stuff like reasonably um, I really like the uh, the scene at the end where it's like they've already won, <laughs> they've already won. Yeah. When, or what was the quote? I don't want to fuck it up. Oh, I'm yeah. sure chat will tell you if you do. W- women in gaming. What did I expect? <laughs> and she's bruised and battered. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It, it's it was a train wreck. It was hilarious though. Um, it was honestly funny. I mean, you can't be mad at it. It's funny you because the, can't. the people that do seem mad at it are the kinds of people who perpetuated that exact portrayal of gamers for a long time. Like, all these people who have made these articles and stuff, like, suddenly they're coming out and saying, well, you know, the, this episode just is an embarrassment to, to all parties involved. And I, I, it's like this is exactly the kinds of things like when you're when you're calling gamers terrorists and stuff like that this is what happens the the general audience this is the impression yeah. they get of your industry when you're when you purposefully make that that image i i mean that is like a one to one terrorist comparison they've already won yeah like and then what was it um there was one scene that was really just the best 
Ugh, I can't remember it. Let me skim through the episode. Say some words to fill the, the time. There was one scene where they were playing a game at the convention, and it was like a multiplayer game, and they were both playing, and it wasn't split screen, and I don't know how they were both playing, and it looked... I forgot. It looked really bad, though. Yeah. K- Killer be slaughtered. <laughs> Cobbs. Um, okay, I remember the scene I was talking about. Um, the scene where they pretend to have doxed some female developer on an anonymous image board, which of course then you find out the name is uh, Red Chanet. Oh, did they really call it that? I've heard that phrase. Did you not see around, the supercut? You the... gotta see no, the supercut. No, I didn't see the supercut. I didn't see it. Okay, well, watch this later. It's like a ten-minute edit of. We'll put, uh, we'll put the link in the uh, thing. Yeah, I'm put it. Does it? Is it really gonna make me remove? Yeah. Whatever. Fucking. I'll just put it in the mobile chat for now. YouTube's keeping our viewers safe. <sighs> yeah, from us. Anyway. So on Red Janet, they pretend to have doxxed this female developer, and they meet. They want to meet up with this, the guys that abuse the girl at the convention in person, like on a street corner, and then they they meet up, and the two gamer guys are there, and they're like, "So, uh, you dox her?" And like, it's just this weird like a uh, cloak and dagger f- in-person meeting to dock somebody <laughs> which is a process that happens entirely online like it doesn't make any sense and then one of the guys asked the question um one of the guys they're meeting like honey potting asked the question like uh you you didn't post any information or urls or anything like he he says something that would be totally obvious to anybody which is why the hell would they ever be meeting up in person if they hadn't posted anything online but i don't know it's it's just a funny episode it's it's so funny that's all there is to it it's you can't get mad at it yeah i'll have to watch that supercut uh let's segue because there is a very Around the same time as the episode was aired, I think um, our favorite, our favorite uh, internet celebrity of late, uh, Brianna Wu, has officially she, she has officially crossed the line into complete insanity. Uh, officially. Yes, officially this time because it's a major article that was linked on. Or not linked, but but just copied on like oh, Huffington Post and stuff. Uh, I read this yes, this, this week, one. and I thought I should put this in the doc, yeah, but I didn't. I so did. I'm glad you did. I remembered. Uh, I couldn't forget. Um, if you're not aware of Brianna Wu's recent article, uh, the title of it is "I'm Risking My Life Standing Up to Gamergate." So right off the bat, it's about her, and it's about how much of a victim she is so great um she uh god basically the whole article is here is evidence of me getting threatened uh i'm getting threatened because i am doing what i can to help the industry and help women i i am great and these people hate me for it and then she quotes herself a bunch or at least a couple times, uh, like like embeds her own tweets in, in the article. It, it is the most egotistical, disgusting. <laughs> like I, it's, she, it's just complete self martyrdom. Yeah, and 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 I'm gonna find some of the most ridiculous. There's some really stupid phrases in there, but I don't know. What what do you think? I well, I mean, yeah. One, everything you just said. It's just. 
this completely masturbatory article where she's just saying, look at how heroic and, you know, and resilient I am to stand up to all this harassment and, uh, and you know, doxing and whatever. But I, I, I thought it was hilarious that she actually personally referenced Jace Connors. Um, like, we talked a week or two yeah. ago about J- Jace Connors, fucking parkour dude 91, this insane guy who just smokes weed constantly, pretends to be a Navy SEAL, and it, there's all kinds of, you know, he's Jace Connors, just Google him. And... She says, The week before last, I went to court to file a restraining order against a man who calls himself the Commander. <laughs> he made a video holding up a knife, explaining how he'll murder me Assassin's Creed style. He wrecked his car en route to my house to deliver justice. In the logs that leaked, he claimed to have weapons and a compatriot to do a drive-by. <laughs> so this guy is the same guy who claims to be a parkour assassin for the Navy SEALs <laughs> and all kinds of other things and challenged Brianna Wu to a quote street race for hashtag Gamergate like I mean you have okay I understand that if you're being threatened the onus isn't always on you to verify every threat to make sure it's credible. It's sensible to be scared if people threaten you, even if it's not, you know. Okay. That said, you'd think that if she was so afraid of this particular case, she would bother to Google the guy's name and find out what the hell I, he is. I think she knows. Or she do- if she doesn't know, I mean, she is she delusional. Doesn't care. We know she's delusional. She doesn't care. But it fits, it fits exactly what she wants, the, you know, she wants people to think that she is actually being threatened. And so she, you know, dances around the facts, as you do, in order to make it look like she's had a serious attempt against her life, which any reasonable person is going to read that and say, like, Someone crashed her their car on the way to kill her, and the only thing being done about it is a, is a restraining order. Like, that sounds like something that that they would get actually arrested for. But where, why are they not getting arrested? And people and normal reasonable people put the links together in their mind, and they say, "Wait a minute, maybe he didn't actually crash his car on the way to kill her." Uh, it, <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Oh, but uh. Well, you know, I just I just think that if somebody if I got like a death threat from somebody, I would at least Google their username and and check check it out. I mean, I understand that she claims to get tons and tons of these threats, but this is the one she chose to isolate and devote two paragraphs to. This one at least you'd think she'd put the due diligence into. But I mean, know, she's I, I wouldn't think that because I know as well as you do that she doesn't actually care if it's credible. She knows that she's not in danger. She just is trying to find yeah. a really a really good example of how extreme these she threats wants, are. She wants which, herself to look you know, like she's in danger and that's all that matters. Um, what better way to accomplish that goal than to to quote this schizophrenic, barely hinged human being who doesn't know left from right. That's that's really nice really fair discourse <laughs> anyway uh the best part of the article comes later on towards the end uh she says she's looking for a solution uh you know how do we fix this which when i first read that she was actually looking for a, for a solution i was like holy crap she's already gone farther than the 90 percent of other you know articles go when they talk about this shit they're actually she's actually putting forth solutions which is great 
and then I read the solutions. Um, she says, this isn't something that requires us to boil the ocean to solve. Here are four easily achievable things. So let's keep, keep this in mind while I'm reading this stuff. Easily achievable things um, that can be done immediately. Uh, firstly, for the last year, Reddit has had a female CEO named Ellen Powell. She has also struggled with high-profile sexism. And she calls out Ellen and says, Ellen, you need to, you need to deal with this, this board called Kotaku in action. They're doxing us, and they're, they're, it's a board for organizing these doxing campaigns, which is completely untrue. Kotaku in action, I, I'm aware of the board vaguely. I, I know that it's the blown next, up in recent years. And I don't want to take your thunder. I'll let you read it, but the next sentence is fucking golden. The, the lunatic fringe of gamer doxers who slanders <laughs> <Yeah>. us? <laughs> yes. The lunatic fringe of gamer doxers. Yeah. There you go. Um, visit, visit Kotaku in action. Visit, your, visit it yourself and see if you can find a single case of doxing or a call for doxing that isn't completely ridiculed uh that it's that is she is knowledgeably saying something that is completely false here like there's no way she can just be misinformed because it's so easy to just go there and see that that isn't true it's in their rules not to do it Um, well i mean the the factually wrong part is this lunatic fringe of gamer doxers blah 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 blah, making it impossible for us to do our jobs yes that's also she ridiculous she has never she has never made more money in her life and probably never will again. Yeah. And, like, and she constantly... This is just objectively false. She constantly acts like being tweeted at is is somehow making it impossible for her to, say, do her job or take her dog to the vet to save it from dying. Uh, if you're not aware of that, you Google it. <laughs> um, Did she say that? She, she, she that had a series, was, Twitter was she had a series of tweets where she said, she said, my dog is dying and and, and people are tweeting at me. And I, I it was... It, I, I I don't remember exactly what she said, but she implied heavily implied that she couldn't take her dog to the vet because people were harassing her online, uh, and then the dog died, and she blamed the dog's death. I think she blamed the dog's death on on internet harassers. But anyway, uh, like I know that she's a lying piece of shit, and that that's not true. But if it was, that's reprehensible that she would let Twitter prevent her yep. from taking her dog to the hospital yep. to save it. But thankfully, she's a um, degenerate liar. A pathological who will say liar. For we'll get to pathological liars later. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot to talk about this week. Um, so anyway, she Jesus. says all this. First of all, I just want to get this out of the way too. She says all this about Reddit's female CEO that's not doing anything. After saying, uh, after calling out like Twitter and Wikipedia for not doing anything about harassment, and she says the reason that they're not doing anything about harassment is because they don't have women on their boards, like they don't have women high up in the industry in the in the uh, oh, yeah. organization. And then she later says, "Reddit, you have a you have a female high up in your organization, and you're not doing anything." So she's just making logical inconsistencies in the in this article that are very obvious. Whatever. Secondly, feels before reels. So that's the first. That's the first easily achievable thing that can be done immediately. Secondly, there have been no prosecutions for the hundreds of death threats that have been sent to Zoe Quinn, Anita Sarkeesian, or myself. I'm calling on law enforcement, specifically the FBI, to step it up. This will not stop until you show that there are consequences. The reason that people haven't been arrested for death threats is because almost zero of them have any amount of actual credibility and they are very obviously not not actual threats they're people online saying stupid shit as they do now i'm not saying that that's a good thing that they're doing that but it's ridiculous to to 
act Here's like the, the FBI should be investigating each one of these fucking death threats. It's ridiculous. I'm People pretty sure she's been. I'm pretty sure she's been doxxed by this point, right? People know where she lives. Is yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. If somebody wanted to kill her, they could. Yeah, easily. Um. <laughs> but, but that hasn't happened. Imagine that. Maybe nobody actually wants to kill her. That's just something worth considering. I'll throw that idea out there for the uh, for the public to mull over. But that possibility seems very real. Yeah. Uh, maybe. So, um, thirdly, uh, many of the most serious harassers have committed criminal acts, doxing, repeatedly threatening to murder women and attempting to blackmail me and other women. Uh, they keep on creating new accounts, and she calls out for Twitter to change their terms of service. Uh whatever uh this is the good one lastly i am calling on the obama administration to arrest and prosecute frederick brennan the owner of 8chan i didn't read this part 8chan doesn't just host child pornography it also runs baphomet the most hardcore doxing and swatting site on the internet it's time for brennan to face justice she she wants the obama administration to arrest someone for hosting a site that child pornography is allegedly hosted on. Um, Yeah, that's reasonable. I was hoping hoping you hadn't read that. I wanted to see your visceral reaction to that. I don't know what to say. I mean, okay, well, everybody knows, or at least if you, you know, put in the effort to learn what's true about things which not everybody does apparently um hn does not host child pornography at all um swiftly removes all of it you can look at their bands page and see this user was banned for posting child pornography this user was banned for posting child pornography like you can see that you know it's actively policed what's what's the angle here other than personal gain well that's uh, the only personal angle gain. probably <laughs> yeah okay i guess end, i answered my question uh, also, wow. Also, you know, I, I like how she's not just petitioning law enforcement; she's petici- petitioning Obama personally. It's so good. It's it's even better when you learn that the owner of HN lives in the Philippines. <laughs> so does he? Yeah. So, I don't think he does. I think he lives in New York. Uh, I heard he lives. I, that's I all. A, I, 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 saw, I saw a documentary where he shows you shows his apartment. So that doesn't seem true. Well, I know that he took a false. trip there or lived there for a maybe bit. Maybe I was led but... to believe something that isn't true by the internet, which is insane. Um, maybe he moved. I don't know. Somebody fact check us. This is what's great about doing it live is we don't have to worry about uh, having our back straight beforehand. We can have some some more conscientious people than ourselves and, do it for us. And after that paragraph, she says, just before this piece went to print, I became aware of a federal judge's private information being shared on Brennan's platform. I'd like to sh- I'd like to share what I know with law enforcement. Um, I like how the, this this website that he owns and lets anybody post anything on is his platform. Exactly, and 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 that he needs to be arrested for what other people have done. That is such a scary concept for the future of the internet. It, it, that people are blaming the owners of websites on which other people are posting content on for that content being posted on it. If that were if like if that were the case that we could just arrest people for anyone saying anything on a forum, I mean it's, we wouldn't have any free speech on the internet. It would be like that is so terrifying to me. Like nobody would want to make a website. 
this is how it works when you try to shut people up. You can't do it as well if somebody's speaking in, say, a public park or something because they have a right to be there and they're just in public and nobody's really hosting them. But when you have, you know, private privately owned servers and privately owned websites and registrars and all that kind of thing, then you can start to kind of finagle your way and, well, how could you let people be posting that on your thing? And because it didn't work with Frederick Brennan and it, well, okay, I should step back because this is going to seem really scattershot if I don't provide the proper frame. Um, before 8chan became a big thing, uh, there was all kinds of stuff being taken down on forums like NeoGAF and Reddit and even 4chan. Um, so yeah, the angle of just trying to say, how could you let people post that on your site worked and then it didn't work with 8chan. The only recourse left is to get them shut down by the law, because if you can't, you know, guilt people into what they host on their platform, then you got nothing left, and she has nothing left. Yeah. Uh, she later goes on to quote herself from Twitter. Uh, if I die, oh, the quote is, "If I die, <laughs> if I die from one of the forty-five threats I've gotten, don't let it be in vain. Hold these institutions accountable. Wake them up." Um, also, forty-five death threats. Earlier in the article, she said hundreds. The, the tweet was on the 9th of February, so apparently she's gotten over fifty-five death threats since that tweet, which is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, she's crazy. I think most people know that by now, but this was, I mean, this was published on Huffington Post. Like, the, I know Huffington Post is th the worst website in the world, but a lot of people read that shit. People, people are giving this woman credibility, and it's scary. Uh, how much more is there to say about it, though? I mean, I mean, I don't know. There is more to say about it. It's just not stuff that we haven't said before. Yeah. Or that I mean, you there's don't all kinds know. of stuff. There's all kinds of stuff we could say about her as a person. It's all bad. There's all <laughs> kinds of. There's all kinds of stuff we could say about the uh, the general atmosphere and and culture of donating to these professional victims and giving them uh, indie dev welfare for imaginary games that they'll never make. There's all kinds of stuff to say, but we've said it. It's all bad. <laughs> What else can you do? You're just exhausted by the end. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Exhaustion. Yeah. So, let's exhaust ourselves further. Have you seen the um, censorship on Steam today? No, this is new to me. Yeah, well, it's over now, but it like was really quick. But earlier today, um, I'm sorry, yesterday, it started... But if you typed like kickass.to or kickass.so or like torrent sites in Steam chat, like Steam messages from one person to another, it doesn't go through. They don't receive the message. It shows up the as if they received it, but they don't actually receive it or what? Yep. It, you don't need, you, it tells you nothing. It doesn't say this message has been blocked by the filter. It just doesn't doesn't arrive and then uh i managed to get one it, it was really weird it clearly wasn't working 100 percent well like i could get kickass.to through 
or no. Kickass.to would not go through, and Kickass.so would go through, but it would give you like a different redirect page. Instead of saying now you're leaving to a non-Steam site, it says it's been flagged for being potentially malicious for your safety. Steam won't open the URL. Um, so yeah, it's really weird, and you know, of course, nobody wants censorship on Steam, but it's they already removed it and didn't say a word about it. So it's this really strange story that just happened yesterday and today, but I mean, it's worth noting. It's It'll be scary if Steam actually starts censoring things, but I hope they learn today that they can't get away with it without pe pissing people off. Yeah, it's just, I mean, they're fully within their rights to do that, but it, yep. it, it would be it would be stupid. And it's, and it's, it's what it is, is the sad part of it is that it, it, it perpetuates this idea that torrents are illegal or bad and i've i use torrents all the time to, to download legal stuff I, I it's a very convenient way to download files that that haven't been the it's it's just like i yeah. I've, I've downloaded free games using torrents on their official websites it would say here's the torrent for our game i've downloaded non-free games where they give you a torrent to log into their service it, it I, it's very common like I, I yes illegal shit gets torrented all the time but we need to stop acting like torrenting is illegal it's the same attitude that people have of just like the internet in general is this like bad place full of bad yeah. people doing bad things and like i don't know it's, it's just annoying it's annoying to see a, a company like valve do something like that because you would think they would know better but I remember last year, um, in in real life, I like on a sketch comedy team group thing, and we were making a video sketch, and part of the process of producing that was these other people filmed it, and I was going to edit it, and so to transfer that footage, it was something like sixty gigs of footage. It wasn't going to fit on any storage media that we had readily available, and I needed to get it to my PC. And the easiest way to do that would have been to create a torrent, that they can just create a torrent with the files, and then it'll just, over time, transfer them all over effortlessly, and that's how it would have worked, and it would have been great. But they just categorically block all peer-to-peer -peer traffic at my university, because, of course, all of it is used for malicious file sharing. So, yeah, it's just a really... it's sad. Because they're not, like, wrong. 99% of the time it will be used just to go on the Pirate Bay and download something that you shouldn't download. But, I mean, to, to block all peer-to-peer -peer stuff, it just seems like a shame. Because it's such a useful technology. Yeah. It's... it's... I In the end, though, I don't care that Valve is censoring, like... <laughs> I don't know. How often do you share well, torrent links over the... Well, who even knows what they're doing? Yeah. It could have just been an experiment that, that went public before, like, they didn't mean for it to or something, but... I, eh. they're gonna, I think they'll bring back that filter somehow, that they're, they'll probably do it with spam links, or try to do it with spam yeah, links. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's probably their primary reason for doing it, but it's interesting that they chose torrents first, or torrents to to test it or whatever the hell they're doing and then the, and then it's even more interesting that they backed away from it when people found out or maybe they were planning to back away from it anyway and it just happened to be right after people found it. i don't know it's it's weird it's definitely weird uh hold up what's who's posting phone numbers in the chat it better be made up um oh, we're getting okay. doxes in chat all right 
so let's see let's talk about paranautical activity some other steam stuff um so you remember the guy who uh, speaking of death threats, the guy who threatened Gabe Newell, yeah. <laughs> he got his game pulled from Steam. Well, this game's back up. <laughs> oh, Paranautical Activity. Apparently, like it was, it was sold or like another guy owns it. Oh yeah. Oh, no, here we go. No, Moldeck, they, the guy they, uh, threatened him, quit the company, and now it's back. Or they, okay. they forced him to quit. I think they pushed out his ownership of it or something like that. Um, like a few days after the incident i think uh, that yeah so okay let me let me read more carefully late last year malbec quit his company code avarice in penance only to rejoin it weeks later this time however malbec and paranautical activity have finally parted ways for real the game's been purchased wholesale by another company and now they're selling it on steam as paranautical activity okay so another company owns it that guy's not a part of it anymore that makes sense yeah i mean like how can you you can't threaten the CEO of the company you want to sell your game. Yeah. It's it's that simple. We've been over this though. <laughs> yep. No, not a whole lot to say about it. Don't it, I mean the game itself doesn't look interesting, so yeah. that's not worth talking about. It that, looks like okay. Minecraft with voxels and guns. Something that probably is worth talking about is why the fuck are these games like why has Steam allowed itself to become this cesspool of ten dollar games that have been made that were made by like 14 year olds in in a matter yeah. of hours like it's it's unbelievable i remember listening i remember listening to gabe New, newell speak about what his vision for steam was it in like a 10-year plan or i think he was speaking to some students or something and what he said was and this wasn't just in that talk he said this numerous times before he said that he didn't want steam to be like a top-down curation thing that he didn't want Valve, the company, to be choosing the, the AAA games to put on the shelf, the digital shelf, and, um, and operate that way. He didn't want to do that. So Steam Greenlight was kind of the solution, but it's just made, you can't, there is no standard of quality anymore on Steam. Zero. And that's, I like indie games, but... I would rather I would rather have some stricter controls yeah. so I can at least feel like I'm not that there's I don't know. In 2010, I wouldn't have thought that a game I could buy on Steam would be total irredeemable shit that somebody threw together in 10 minutes. Yeah. If it was a horrible game, it would still probably be, you know, a bad game made by a, a studio that, you know, can only produce a game so bad. But now you can make a game in Unity put it on steam green light and sell it on steam i used to browse steam i remember doing it i remember choosing a genre or going to like the top sellers or whatever and just browsing and looking at games and deciding if i want them that is impossible to do anymore your one in ten games is anywhere near worth paying for like i it's yeah. it's sad. It's really like I think that's I think that's what their cr- curator thing is meant to solve. Their new curator. It's a, it's a solution for a problem follow. that they created. Yeah. <laughs> and the trouble is, most of these curators, they're all the same. It's like look at all these cool indie games. Yeah. Uh, this one's a survival. It's it's okay. And Jim Sterling and Total Biscuit they just all recommend the same things and none of it interests me i guess it's just a matter of finding a curator who's most yeah. aligned with your interests but 
Yeah, I, I, I would I would struggle to say the least to find someone like a curator or a group of curators who shared my taste. I think I have weird taste. I think you probably have weird taste too in games. And so that's not a good solution for people like us who just, we have, a you know, maybe a very small window of, of games that we want to actually play and that we, that we want to even bother looking at. And there's so many on here that that just clog it up it's 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 awful and i remember people talking about this happening like when they were first introducing green light and stuff people were going this seems like it could be a problem eventually because at that time at the time where they first rolled out green light that was the time when like i think the apple uh apps store was starting to get clogged up with a bunch of bullshit the same way you know except theirs was even scammier than the steam stuff at least like at least on steam you can't just buy something that is illegal like completely a scam like <laughs> on the android store if you look up like flappy bird right now you'll probably find a hundred iterations of the game or just straight copies of the game's code <laughs> and and they're paying like they're selling them for money which is not legal so yeah <laughs> um, I, I was gonna say that you get fewer in-app purchases too on steam but i don't know uh, assassin's creed unity and, yeah uh, i don't think that there's a lot of i don't can't trust that anyway yeah i don't think that they're really uh uh, have you heard about Apple? Sorry, not really change the subject actually. But have you heard about? What well, doesn't matter um, if you change the subject. <laughs> have you heard that they've like created? I think a genre in their app store that um, I think. God, what was it called? Uh, pay once. I can check. Pay once and play, or something like that. I think it's pay once and play. So, oh God. <laughs> we've had to. We've had to create. It's sad that we've gotten to that point, but yeah. I would appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice, but it's also sad. Like, we actually yeah. have to distinguish. Instead of distinguishing games as being free to play, now we have to distinguish games as being a full game when you buy it, which is mind-blowing, but important. It's important that, 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 that they are doing that, that people are aware of that, because holy shit, with games like Evolve and stuff coming out that have hundreds of dollars of DLC and, and it's it, that's just, it's getting out of hand. Well, it's not getting out of hand. It's been out of hand for years and now it's getting to the point where it is literally just the standard of the industry. Like, if you don't do this, then you're being stupid because it's a really easy way to make money, um, which is really sad. I am, I'm holding out hope that Evolve flops completely and that people get the financial incentive not to do stuff like that again do do we know what the sales on Evolve right are? now i guess it's not it easily is right now accessible. on steam on the top seller list it is below besiege it's below counter-strike good. it is below darkest dungeon good, good, good all that's good especially that that's even better yeah. um so i i don't think that it's I don't think it's selling well, I wouldn't say, but it's probably selling well enough to, like, they probably didn't spend that much money making it. It's multiplayer only. It's just, you know, I, I don't know, what are they, like, eight maps that. or something? Do you think it's, it's a expensive some, game to it's make? It's got some pretty high production values. I, I guess the budget wouldn't be but easily simple. accessible, but it doesn't, it's simple, but it feels like, at the very least, they put a shit ton into marketing. Like, they, they marketed the hell out of that. But, uh, I can't really hear you. Are you talking? No. <laughs> um, okay. I just some good old fashioned. Dead I mean, air. from what I've seen about Evolve, like I was actually like, okay, this looks like a fun game to play. Like I wouldn't mind playing this. I, w I don't want to pay sixty dollars for it. It's just, it's just scummy. The the amount of DLC there is, and the fact that that's that the the DLC is shit that actually affects the game. And 
yeah that that's that's always shitty it's even shitty now when it's cosmetic because usually the cosmetic shit detracts yeah. from the style of the game which I, I i think that i'm in the very small minority here but i care a lot about the overall style of a game the consistency of its atmosphere and its and its art direction and everything and so when like team fortress 2 started putting out hat had uh, microtransactions and shit that were like completely outside of the world of the game, which I guess most people, of course, don't care about. I, I that ruins Team Fortress 2 for me because part of what I loved about it was the style of it, the the the, the consistency of of its art style and everything, and and then just they come out with Apple earbuds and shit like that, and it's just great, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not finding hard facts on the budget. So I guess we can't know for sure yet. But at least from the, my time with the beta, it seemed like it was very polished. Not balanced, but polished presentationally. Yeah. Even though it still wasn't even all that interesting to look at. Like, I think they spent a fair amount of money on it. And even if they spent very little on the game itself, from the amount that I see posters and commercials for it, they must have spent... A, a pretty penny on on the marketing. Yeah, I've noticed that they've paid off a lot of like YouTubers and, and websites and stuff. Like I, I walked into a GameStop today to buy a used Wii remote, and I don't know why I was grabbing for it. It's not like I need to show you to understand what a Wii remote is. But um, <laughs> I was, what the fuck was that moment? <laughs> I, I walked into the store. And already three posters for Evolve, and there's a display for Evolve. And when I go up to buy my shit, they try to sell me Evolve. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's, have you heard of the new? Or I forget how they tried to pitch it. Like, you might like Evolve, the, the sixty dollar. You want to put it on your PowerPoint card or whatever <laughs> they have there. Um. <sighs> I think that's probably one of those games where at least half of the budget went towards marketing. Because, like, I mean, it doesn't look cheap by any means, but there's not a ton of content there. I mean, there's four classes, and then there's a lot of different monsters, and there's eight or so maps. That's it. So I, I'm not saying it's a cheaply made game. I don't think there's anything wrong with simple games. I've t I, I was just talking about how great they are, I think, last week. But it... it 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 doesn't cost a lot to produce and then and then to see it sold for $60 and plus a bunch of fucking DLC is annoying and scummy if it was a 15 or $20 game with a bunch of DLC it would bother me far less but the fact that it's already yeah. full price when it probably shouldn't be because it's just a multiplayer only thing like ugh, ugh. I'm, I'm hoping that Unity and this were the trials of of tons of DLC and full price games Unity clearly failed. Yeah. Uh, Evolve seems to be failing as well. That's going to be really good for for us as consumers. Yeah, but I always um, wonder, like, okay, Unity failed, but they're going to say, well, it failed because we put out an unfinished product, not because... And they'd be right to say that. It, it didn't have anything to do with the fact that there were DLC and shit. I think that they're going to get pressure from higher-ups to distance themselves as much from Unity as possible. Like, you did that in Unity? Okay, don't do that. You did that? Yeah, okay, maybe. let's not do that. I don't know. It's it's too early to tell. Yeah. But yeah. I'm optimistic now, which I haven't been in a while. So there we go. Good, good luck with that. 
Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about the uh, good old Petey? Yeah, there's Peter Cottontail. I, Peter I don't Millennial. have a lot to say about this authoritatively because I didn't finish reading the article. It's it's super long. It's really long, absurdly long, way too long. It needed to be edited down. Um, but Rock Paper Shotgun ran an interview with Peter Molyneux um, shortly after it's been announced that goddess or godus or i think it's goddess which is his second game in the 22 cans production cycle of it started with curiosity and then this was going to be the game that changed someone's life if they won curiosity um he came out and he said that the game was only 52 percent done uh it's way behind schedule it's under budget they they needed to pick up a producer to finish it which they promised they wouldn't do uh it's been like three years in development and they're only halfway done or something and then they said like yeah the multiplayer portions that we were planning are pretty much infeasible and just it does not sound good for that game and to make matters worse peter molyneux is already hyping up the next game that he's making as if he's already put goddess behind um but this interview is nasty it It really is vicious for one peter molyneux is an easy target i mean yeah it's just kind of you know picking on the I don't know what the a proper metaphor there is, but you know he's he's an easy target. It's it's not good for him to to treat him this way. It's just I don't know. But the, the, what bothered me about the way these questions were being asked is that they weren't just like the tough questions that need to be asked. There was some of that. But to kick off the interview, Rock Paper Shotgun says, "Do you think that you're a pathological liar?" <laughs> Hell of a way to start an interview. And then they go on to explain the the inconsistencies, like saying that they're not going to sign with a publisher, and then six months later they sign with a publisher. But, like, even hardcore investigative journalism doesn't do that. They don't start off interviewing their target by saying, so do you think you're a big old liar? They present them with, so you said this, and then this happened. Is that a lie? That's a kind of question that's totally okay to ask. Yeah. Like, because that is an important question worth having answered. Like, you said you weren't going to sign, then you signed. What's up with that? That seems like a lie. But to immediately, like, start making character attacks, it's just not okay. And I, I blame Peter Molyneux a little bit because... If, if, if they had asked me that right off the bat, I would have said, fuck you, and I would have left. Like, no way would I let someone interview me when their first question is asking if I was a liar. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is completely absurd. You do not do an interview if the interviewer has that kind of attitude right off the bat. Like, I, I, I feel like any anyone who can stand up for themselves should know like don't 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 give them this you know don't give them the time of day um that's i think that was a bad move by peter molyneux um but yeah the interviewer first of all i want to point out the rock paper shotgun i believe is the same site who ran an interview with uh uh fuck who made league of legends um right yeah they, they interviewed riot or maybe it was they interviewed one of the MOBA <laughs> developers, um, and they started the interview out just like it was a normal interview talking about their game, and then they started sneaking in questions that were like, so why do you portray women the way you do in your game? And by the Thanks. end of the interview, it was like, all women want to do is feel powerful, and you're taking that away from them with your game, and, sh- and they just left the interview. They did what they should have done good. and just left. That's good. They didn't answer those stupid, que- stupid questions, but... Um, it, 
it, this site is so a uh, fuck fuck rock paper shotgun. I I I'm so sick of them because every time I see them brought up, it's some clickbaity fucking ridiculous article and and god i hate that sites like this are taken seriously but yeah this uh this interview is first of all it's good that someone's calling out peter molyneux for his shit because he he is yeah, known for it at this point so much of it yeah but uh, you know the it's never like his lies are never like clean lies he i've never felt like he was trying to mislead me i just you know always try to manage my expectations exactly he never here's the thing he never to me gave the I, I, he never gave me the impression that he was purposefully lying i always felt like he was a guy who had really high ambitions was very optimistic about not only his own ability but the ability of his team the ability of just the world being a good place to, to start a business in and stuff like that um that he, that this was actually what he wanted to do and that he was trying to sell it to people like a salesperson would uh, but people took that as promises when it was really just like this is what i want and and to be fair he was he would phrase it like this is what it will be when obviously he can't live up to those 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 promises but he seems like a really passionate guy he seems like he loves video games he seems like he loves what, doing what he's doing i've never seen him make a nasty comment in my life he seems like a nice dude uh and to and to make an, an interview where you're just they, they get to the point where they're just arguing and fighting or not even fighting because because again he, he's very nice in return to this person being very accusatory towards him and the other guy gets like emotional like he's like it, it's all text I think there might be a video or audio version I'm not sure but all I've seen is the text and you can tell that the person's getting like worked up and like but but you said this and you lied and you're just being a liar and it's just, it's really unprofessional and also just sick to do to this guy who doesn't seem like a vicious man just because he lied it, it, again it doesn't seem like lies it just seems like yeah it, there's it, a section about 15 percent of the way through the page i'm looking at and there's this part where the rock paper shotgun interviewer says and let me find it like molyneux was kind of getting upset rightfully so uh, he says, why isn't that enough? If you think that we're a bit shit for taking too long, then fair enough. I don't know what you get out of this line of questioning. And then the rock, paper, shotgun guy says, my first question wasn't, are you a Machiavellian and spiteful liar? <laughs> it was, are you a pathological liar? <laughs> that's that's the kind what of politics you expect from this interview. Is this a real interview? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then after that, like you can tell that Molly was just... Oh my god, it's sad almost to read. He talks about how like long he works and he describes his day. Oh man, and then and then after that for a while, the rock paper shotgun guy can't get a few words out before getting interrupted because he set him off by this point. It feels like he was trying to do that. Yeah. It's it's, oh, it's gross. It's gross. And then did you see the picture of them interviewing him? No. They're the most pitiful just Ugh, looking people. I, I, I hate to judge a book by its cover, but look at the picture. Scroll down until you see a picture of the of them interviewing him. It, God damn it! You just you imagine these two nobodies interviewing this guy who 
just because he hasn't this, lived up to a lot of his promises, but Peter Molyneux has a lot of sh- good shit to his name. He's done a lot in the industry. He's pushed games forward a lot. Like, this is a guy who, whether he's lied or not, you need to respect what he's actually done. And he's just next to these little dweebs that are that are giving these questions that are just so nasty and just, ugh, it just rubs me the wrong way. And This one pisses me off the most. Okay, honestly, Peter, I don't have an Apple product, and I don't know what I don't want to know where you are at any time. It was about it's like find a friend on Apple, like it's, he was just taking a shit on him for no reason. So yeah, this just de- devolves into <laughs> speaking of evolve, it devolves into just shit. It's all shit by the end. Yeah, I. I, I do think that Peter Molyneux needs to tone back his rhetoric. The, the, end, the ending of the interview was great. Uh, Peter Molyneux says, okay, yeah, okay, I wonder, yeah. Well, we'll see. I'll get back to work. Get an Apple phone so you can find a friend. <laughs> Ooh. Perfect. At least they got shit on by the end. Yeah. There's the silver lining. Uh, God damn it. And you know they're just so proud of themselves for doing this. Like we just created, we we're hard hitting questions. We're real I like journalists. Peter, I like Peter Molyneux more for this. Yeah, me too. I I never had a problem with him. I I, I, I never again, had a problem like, with it, but I never particularly liked him. At, now I like him. Every time he would come out with an announcement for his next game or whatever, anyone who knew who he was would say okay peter all right you know like nobody took him seriously yeah or didn't they nobody took his word seriously because obviously like he's he's not going to deliver on these really ambitious promises and stuff um there was another part of the reason that this kicked off is because they uh, i think it was god who was it the guardian or someone 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 did a uh, an interview with the um the guy who won curiosity who got to the center of the cube and it was supposed to be life-changing nothing has happened like they i don't i don't know how much how much he's been in contact with with peter monu or the developers but like he has received nothing apparently like for for winning that not even like promises i don't think so that's that's part of the reason i think that this this you're a liar thing uh cropped up but like whatever man just whatever let him fucking develop games uh, he, he like at least he tries to do things that are interesting and different uh, make fun of curiosity as much as you will and i made fun of i fucking made fun of it like crazy when it first came out at least it was interesting and different you know at least he was doing something cool uh at least in concept uh, he was trying I, I, that's the that's the impression i've always gotten is that he tries to do these things e- even if they're basically impossible um I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't hate Peter Molyneux at all. I like him. So, so there. All right. And with that, let's move to Justine Sacco. I didn't yeah. know about this until you posted it, so you can talk through it while I read some more. But from what I've read, it's already just oh, it's it's getting to me. It's a it's really sad. really good article. Uh, this isn't. <laughs> This is more tangentially related to video games because so many people in the video game industry ruin their careers with tweets. Sorry, I just got a text. Um, they, it, it basically interviews 
it, it focuses on this 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 woman Justine Sacco, and you might remember a while ago she made a tweet where she said, "I'm headed to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Uh, oh wait, I'm white," or something like that. And it it went yeah. viral, and and people called for her to be fi- fired and all this shit. It went viral while she was in a plane in the air going to Africa, <laughs> so she couldn't she didn't even know this was happening until she got on the ground, and then like, oh, the entire Twitter world knows about her and hates her. Um, it focuses on her. It also interviews and 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 focuses a little bit on on some other cases of maybe even less um, uh, more innocent cases of this happening, where people just get outraged at one person's you know statement or tweet or whatever, uh, and and it becomes this thing where everyone hates them and wants them to be fired, even though they don't know them, they don't know the context around why they were doing it or anything. And it, I I think it's such a bad like that's a really serious issue I think with with society today. Like the internet has has created this culture where people are really quick to blame and really quick to make up conclusions to things and 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 accuse people of things and call for justice when they don't even really know what they're getting justice for you know they don't know the person that they're calling for justice against they don't know the circumstances around what happened so this woman at least she claims which i don't know why this wouldn't be true she claims that the the tweet was it was in bad taste obviously but that it sounded like something it wasn't like she was making she was mocking the kind of person who would say i'm not going to get aids because i'm white like she was I, being I, ironic i didn't know there was another way to read it yeah like i it's mean kinda, i know people did read it another way, obviously but that seemed clearly the reading that you were supposed to yeah. take from it uh, but also she only had like i don't know like i forgot how many followers they said she had but like it wasn't like she had this major account where Less she was a public 200. figure yeah these these were mostly friends or acquaintances that were following her obviously and so you're you, when you don't have that many followers or anything you don't think of what you're tweeting you know you just do it and and people are saying well she's a pr person she should know better it's not like it's her pr account it's not like right so but but regardless of her there's another case where they that they bring up where a guy uh i think he was in a bar or something he was talking to a friend and he made a joke about dongs big dongs or something like it was just a stupid big dick joke which who hasn't made stupid big dick jokes this woman in front of him turns around and take a, takes a picture of him and he thinks oh that's weird next thing he knows he's viral on the internet because this woman has posted a picture of him and said some tech douches uh talking about big dongs behind me this industry is so sexist or something like that and all of a sudden people want him to be fired i think he did get fired like i mean from making a dick joke to a friend in a bar like it, it's it, that is absurd like we're getting to really ridiculous uh, it, that stuff drives me crazy and i think this article does a really good job of of just yeah. bringing light to it to an issue that i think most people don't even think about they just join in on the outrage and i, I would say that i've been guilty of the same thing I've, I've i've freaked out about something like the uh the microsoft executive guy who who made all those stupid tweets about Xbox One being always online? Uh, granted, he wasn't joking; he was just being stupid and insensitive. But like that guy lost his job. Like that's a really serious thing, and and it's kind of shitty to celebrate the fact that he's losing his job over a mistake. You know? Oh God! And you know what? You know who led the charge on this? Who? Guess. Take a guess. I want you to guess which organization would uh, make this into a big deal and try to sick the dogs on Which her. one? Which, which, wait, wait, what are you talking about exactly? Gawker. It was Gawker. Uh, about the, the one, the Sam big Diddle dick joke? Or the, or no, the... no, um, Justine Sacco. Okay, yeah. Oh, Sam yeah, yeah, Diddle yeah. of Gawker yeah. did it. 
Of course it's Gawker. Yep. What else would it be? Yep. Like, it's, they shamelessly, they'll post an article on their, the site they own, Kotaku, about um, how horrible it is that these gamer girlies were doxxed. And then they'll shamelessly uh, humiliate nobodies yeah. for fun and attention. It's disgusting. Yeah, they make a living I, on that shit. So This isn't journalism. It's Obviously, not. yeah. Um, so just, I, I recommend you reading that article. I'll put a link to it when this thing's fully up. But uh, in the meantime, you can Google uh, how one stupid tweet ruined Justine Sacco's life. It's a New York Times article. So look that up, read it. It's it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Wow. Mine sucks. That's depressing. <laughs> this was a kind of a depressing podcast. We, yeah. we didn't talk about like a single, I guess the Law and Order episode is as positive as, as we got in the news section of things. I mean, because like, this, this isn't something that you can even like protect yourself from, really. I mean, it could happen everybody, to yeah. everybody has said something at some point that could get them shit on by Twitter. Yeah. If if everybody heard it. Like but that's just how I don't know. It's it's some that's not how people work. Like the way our brains work and the way we talk to one another, there's a mode that every person it's healthy to go into where you say something to somebody that you don't want the entire world to know. When the entire world knowing is a constant possibility. Yeah. How do you fucking function? Like, how do you how do you say things without being terrified? Yep, it's scary and it's 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 fucking terrible that the only way you can be safe is is if you're a comedian, like a public figure who knows that I don't know. That's how it's always been though. Like that's how the whole Joker, you know, the Joker uh criticizing the king and being the only one that can do it. Like uh, comedians really do get away with saying things that we all want to say. Uh some of them are even famous for exactly that and and people get outraged at them, but in the end everyone says, "Well, they're just a comedian." Yeah, exactly. They can they can brush off the outrage because they're like the people who book comedy clubs aren't going to be like, oh, well, you know, we, we might not want that kind of, of uh, devilry going on in our in our joint. It's not like this bad, noxious cloud of PR glut that's around, you know, Justine Sacco where we can't hire her. That'll be a bad business move. You can hire uh, raunchy comedians and, you know, you'll get more money. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So... God damn it. That's that's the uh, – I don't remember if I mentioned this on the podcast. I think I might have at some point. Do you remember that there was like a Tumblr page at some point that said uh, – fuck, I forgot what it was called. But it was people saying racist things online and, and then the Tumblr was about them like finding where they work and telling their workplace that they've been racist on that's Facebook and getting a fire. horrible. Um, yeah, I think any kind of vigilante justice like that is, is, is really shitty. I think the people being racist is shitty but inevitably this ended up with someone being framed for being racist someone photoshopped a picture of them saying something or something like that and they got fired for something that they never even did in the first place and it was it was oh something that it was God. that was exactly what i thought would happen the first time i saw that thing i said well that's not going to end well and sure enough it happened and it was just inevitable um and people are still doing that shit where it's just like God damn it. The the people are so willing to, to enact justice or we even just want justice on stuff that they don't even know if it's true. They don't know why it I happened. Think, they don't know anything about it. It drives me crazy. 
I think that we are getting to the point. I don't know. I think we are getting to the point where we're going to see some kind of legislation about doxing specifically at some point. Like, it's going to happen. There's going to be some major thing. Maybe a celebrity will be the tipping point, maybe some politician. But you'll have public information posted online, and it's going to be – sorry, private information posted online. It wouldn't be a big deal if it was public information. Um, but, yeah, it, do, it just doesn't seem like this can go on. No. And, like, Baphomet – uh, even though Brianna Wu mentions it in her article, it is a pretty horrible place. Like, it, it's an entire board devoted solely to doxing and fucking with people in real life. It's, I, I don't know. Yeah. And y- y- it's not technically illegal. Well, so that's why it can stay up. There's probably, it's, it's probably a legal gray area, but it, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to prosecute if it is illegal. Um,. I don't know. Well, I mean, sharing somebody's address is not illegal. You can say this this person lives here, and so long as you're not, you know, actively advocating anything illegal or threatening them, but but then but technically illegal. Even if there's just the implication that someone should do something, then maybe it could be illegal. I don't know. I don't know. That's all. That's all very subjective stuff. I think in the court of law. But uh, regardless, I I I do tend to have a kind of an optimistic attitude about this stuff when it comes to laws being enacted and 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 the government doing its thing i think in general this stuff tends to balance itself out you know you start to get people calling for this thing to happen and it looks like it's going to happen and then you get the you get the counter you know argument and then that and then it balances out and maybe you get something more reasonable that's in between um i mean maybe i just i just for me it's only gotten worse over time like I haven't seen like a a spike of doxing now that is atypical from what came before. It seems to have been pretty linear. Just every year you have more cases of you know of doxing and shit. Swatting is new. That's a new creative way. Yeah, that people that, can that's apparently becoming really real popular recently too. It's oh man. It, I, I don't know. It it just seems like at some point there will be someone who attempts to legislate in this area and it might be needed i just i i don't really trust legislators to draft something that no. would be <laughs> sensible and Absolutely cover not. the field they need to cover yeah uh, that, that's it, we know from experience that when it comes to government officials uh talking about internet things they have zero idea what they're talking about they're, you need to have quite a bit of knowledge to be able to speak authoritatively about what's going on on the internet and and unfortunately the kind of people that they bring on to talk in front of congress and stuff about these things usually are people with very 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 biased viewpoints and agendas that they're that they're uh, that they're advocating and so yeah flimsy had a really good tweet recently it was a pretty simple one but it was just like, um, let me find it. You can keep talking while I find it. I don't know if I have anything to say. But, um, blah, 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 words. Let me just do a control F for degenerates. I know that the degenerate was in there. Degenerate. Oh, here we go. The people who participate in and laugh about swatting are the worst sort of degenerates. It's really true. Like, there's there's really nothing funny about it. And I know that the general audience I attract uh, <laughs> aka 
your <laughs> chat room. Um, yeah, like, I understand that most of them, and even some Steam friends and people in the Mumble have, like, linked me this hilarious swatting video. Check it out. It's just not funny to me. It's never been funny to me. It's so shitty to sick the police on somebody, to have them yeah. break into their house and, you know, hold them up at gunpoint. It's just horrible. It, even... I don't know. I can understand you, why people laugh you have to at dissoci- it. You have to dissociate from your own sense of morality yeah. so much to even be entertained by like, it. it. In concept, it's funny because, oh, it's they're just playing video games they're not yeah, doing anything yeah. wrong and the police is it's, having this huge but like it's funny it's funny until you bother to consider any implication of it yeah like when, you, when <laughs> you put yourself in that position of like police breaking your fucking door down and and wasting an entire police department's time and money and just uh, god damn like it's really serious and terrible and uh it's also a really serious crime that i hope i hope that they're actually trying to find these people who are doing it um but how much can you i don't know how easy is it to find these people probably not very so yep i mean it's impossible it's just people are going to be shitty yep but hey, at least we don't live in Maybe our chat Ukraine, will be shitty. So, <laughs> yeah. Our chat has been shitty. I've, I've had to ban some people, so. Oh, tonight? No, not not tonight. Tonight they've been well-behaved, so. Uh, Except for that guy who doxxed. Oh, well, that wasn't actually a real dox, apparently. Um, speaking of chat, I think we're out of things to talk about, so. Yeah, that was my attempted segue. So Let's see. Oh, yeah, somebody's talking about... Um, Shower Salts is talking about White Boy 7 STR 7 string I don't know how you're supposed to say that gobbledygook username got swatted and arrested because they found weed in his house yep Jesus Christ yep 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 some streamer's dad was shot is that real? that can't be real that would have been pretty major news I would think swatting shot Metal Gear Solid 5, Mountain Blade 2, and Just Cause 3 are coming out this year. That is all. Those are all very good points. Yes, there I am. Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a PS4, probably. I'll probably get Tactical one. Pigeon. Well, you too, but Tactical Pigeon probably didn't mention Bloodborne. No, they didn't. But um, Just Cause 3 came out with a teaser uh, in the last few days. Uh, it was things exploding and then a close-up of what's-his-name's face. Oh, shit. Just calls his face, and then he had a wingsuit on, which was cool. So. Okay, on January 15, 2015, in Sentinel, Oklahoma, dispatchers received 911 calls from someone who identified himself as Dallas Horton and told dispatchers he had placed a bomb in a local preschool. Washita County Sheriff's deputies and Sentinel Police Chief Lewis Ross made forced entry into Horton's residence. Ross was shot several times by Horton, who was wearing a bulletproof vest. What? Wearing a bulletproof vest? What happened here? Why would he be wearing a bulletproof vest? So, the guy that was swatted shot the police? (laughs) Whoa. I I had never heard about this. When did this happen? I guess it it wasn't a streamer, so maybe that's why it didn't come up on Kotaku or Polygon or... But... What? How did it... 
Someone mentioned, uh, sorry to change the subject, but you can read about no, that while I talk. Um, someone mentioned the Order 1886. Um, I don't know. There was like some information leaked about. I didn't read about this, but I think there was some information leaked out about it that it was really, really, really short and involved a bunch of like quick time events and super linear, I which I don't know. If you expected yeah. anything different, like the, I, I don't know why that's a surprise <laughs> at all. Everything they showed before that was a whole bunch of shitty quick time events and cover shooting and. If you if you buy it, you're an idiot, yep. and I don't care if it's bad or short. You deserve it. Yep. Um, back to this case. It turned out it's a guy who was mad at the guy, called the police about the bomb threat, and then the guy Horton thought that people were trying to break into his house, and so he put on a bulletproof vest and shot the people as they entered, which turned out to be the police. Yikes. So you can get some cops killed if you SWAT too. That's cool. Yeah, good for you. He didn't actually die. I should say that the cop didn't actually die. Yeah, but that's a possibility. He easily could have. God, that's a weird legal area. Like, do you say that the guy was defending his home and he just didn't know that it was the police? Like, that would be kind of. Uh, they probably identified themselves. Maybe. Yeah, I don't and you would know. think they I would say police, threats. but who knows? Or maybe he just didn't hear. Maybe he's hard of hearing. Who knows? Um, favorite darkest dungeon team combination and narrator quote. Um, I don't know. I still, for now, my go-to team has. Let me check the amount of time I've been playing it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've put enough time in to really like have my optimal team and classes, but I know I've been using the starting. Um, Knight Reynold, he's survived a long time and he's really strong. Um, I've also got this Hellion who's great, and um, I've got a Plague Doctor. I forget his name, but he's a cool guy. I re- I know that I have this core group, but their their slots aren't uh, permanent yet. That a better one might come along and they get phased out. So yeah, it would probably take more time before I crystallize like a, a super solid set of set of characters but yeah um someone's asking you to re-upload your life is strange stream is that it's probably saved on hitbox right um i think i know that it's in my my recordings i don't think it's available yet i actually didn't i've been meaning to upload it but i just haven't yet yeah i'm gonna put that back up what i'm really gonna do is um is probably uploaded on Dropbox or Pomp or some site and do it that way because that stream went on for like two more hours after that and you know it's just a pain to try to deal with Hitbox's interface and I have a locally saved version of it already so it's that's just the better way to do it I'll do that tonight yeah I, I, I streamed Grow Home and there was a moment that I wanted to turn into a video where I was launched like really really far by this leaf thing and uh it, it was i don't know i was gonna make a funny video out of it or ho- try to make a funny video out of it i i've been checking my hitbox for the recording to see if it would come but it never it apparently it didn't record my stream and i don't know why so i need to figure really? out what's going on there i don't know if it was a glitch or if i've got some setting messed up but yeah, yeah. i'm kind of kind of annoyed when by i it. had when i had trouble with um the first or no it was when kappa was being an idiot and i wanted to record that highlight um 
it like hitbox is really weird with the way it makes you do that you can't upload parts that are over a certain length and you can't download it to your computer to edit yourself um it's just a pain yeah so i started i started just using obs to save the local copy of it as it streams and that's just so much easier i need a new hard drive i'm gonna buy myself a new hard drive so that i can fucking record shit because i'm out of space (laughs) um all right uh there was another question and i forgot it so i'm useless uh, people are, people are still talking about again the order 1886 we pretty much knew from even the first presentation at e3 it was like is this going to be a game <laughs> because it was like a guy walking through a hallway and being slowly chased by a wolverine thing and there wasn't any like game being shown and people were like well that's just, this is kind of weird because it was like a gameplay demonstration but there was no gameplay it was like walk through a hallway um and then they came out kind of recently with like the cover shooting bullshit that was literally just gears of war except bad gears of war it looked like and and in very small spaces which is terrible um i don't know i uh, it, then it comes out that it's five hours long. What the fuck did you expect? Like, it, it yeah. didn't look like a good game. And it's I a concise cin- cinematic experience, though. They were super like before a few months ago. They were really controlling about what people could show, like what the press could show, what sections. Um, it's just you know, it's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> if you buy it, it's your fault because everybody knows it's bad. Yeah, uh, the developers came out with like a statement actually because people were freaking out so much. Uh, they said something like, "We're not going to comment on uh, people's impressions of the game. We'll let the game speak for itself." Da 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 da. And people were like praising it as being um, like a good attitude to take towards the press and stuff. And I was thinking, well, I guess maybe it's a good attitude, but at the same time, I think that, I think that they just know into... that it's a bad game. <laughs> This better not turn into another one of those... Um, Devil like, May Cry, Mass Effect 3. Well, well yeah, Mass Effect 3, the entitled <laughs> yeah. gamer thing. Yep. Uh, I bet it will. <laughs> God. Oh, boy. Yep. I mean, I... I have a PS4. I would be... Like, I have every reason to be excited for an exclusive, and it just doesn't look good. Yep. I'm not gonna try it. I can't. I'm talking shit about it, even though I haven't played it. But there's no way I'm going to spend sixty dollars on it. So I guess we'll just have to leave it a mystery. Also, until like, it inevitably becomes a free PS Plus game in like a year or two. Also, fucking steampunk. Oh. Well, don't you like it? It's classy. It's like wow. It's like blimps. Yeah. You know, monocles. I Isn't can wear cool? my That's goggles cool, right? and and my and wield my steampunk sword pistol. Million Dollar Extreme probably had the best, like, just shitting on steampunk. Um, it was Sam Hyde recording himself in the mirror. Um, I think he was, like, he was he and this other steampunk chick had a kid that they shouldn't have had and he stinks he, his steampunk alter ego is I, like I actually, Alfred um, Humperdinck I saw a lot of his videos over the last week I don't remember like how I started stumbling across them but he has some good. he has some pretty funny shit that guy that million dollar extreme the whole thing is just really weird and good and surprisingly sometimes surprisingly like uh, apt and, and, and apt oh, yeah. not apt but um Fuck. Poignant. Yeah, poignant. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was trying to find the um, the MP4 of Life is Strange, but I'll just do that later. Let's see what the other questions in the chat are. Did you see the new trailer for the Hitman movie? Nope, that doesn't sound like it's gonna be good. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't know there was gonna be another one. I, Hitman movie. The, the, did you see the first Hitman movie? Nope. It it was a it was an action movie. I don't know. Hitman, Agent 47. Like, it wasn't That's offensively bad. The first Hitman movie wasn't offensively bad. It was just stupid. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on that. I've never played a Hitman game. Oh, really? <laughs> nope. I've, I've always thought... <sighs> Hitman games were really cool. Like, when, like, the first two were really cool when they came out because it was, like, doing a bunch of shit that, that most games don't do anything like. Um, it was just really cool. The amount of options you had of how to get through a mission and stuff. But I tried going back and playing them, and I just didn't have any fun. Like, I don't know. Those I, To me, those games were... They were good at the time, and now they're just... They're just what they are. Uh, yeah, that's... But that's basically what I've heard. Like, I haven't had a motive. I've heard that they're good, but I've never heard that they're so good that you have to play them. They were at the time. Like, you had to play it at the time because it was well, like, actually, holy shit. Well, Walker in the chat just says it's so good. <laughs> there you go. I guess I'm wrong uh, now, but... No, seriously, though. At the I'm time, still not going to play it. At the time, it was like, oh, wait, you can do this to kill this person? Like, holy shit. Like, I never even would have thought of that. Like, I can't believe that they implemented that. It, it was really cool. Um, it was probably a lot cooler, too, if you weren't that familiar with games. Like, it kind of went mainstream, I feel like. Like, a lot of people were playing Hitman who didn't play a lot of games, so they hadn't played games like Metal Gear Solid, where they had done, like, where they they sneak in little things that you can do that you never would have thought of. Um, so to them, it was, like, mind-blowing. Um, it was mind-blowing to me. I, I, I thought it was really cool, but I still never finished it even at the time, so I don't know. Let's see what else. What else are... What are the Twitters twattering about? <laughs> Have you played Dust Force? I played a little bit of it. At the time, I was on my laptop and was playing with a keyboard, which I really hate playing platformers with a keyboard. So I put it down and didn't pick it back up, but I've been meaning to. Um, specifically, Matthew Matosis raving about it got me interested. And I had fun with it, even with the shitty control scheme. So, yeah, I, I guess I just haven't gotten back to it. I've been Right now I'm borrowing a copy of Bayonetta, so that's what I'm trying to get finished. Um... So I'm probably not going to pick up anything new before that. But yeah, that's on the list along with FTL and along with Systems R2 and along with everything else. It's just, yeah, you know, the backlog. It just grows. And then there's the, uh, you know, in case you sometimes forget about it, but there's also this thing called real life where you have to do work and other things. So it gets hard to manage a backlog as it grows, but... I got really excited just now because I was looking at the uh, the Steam popular new releases and Hotline Miami wrong number shows up, but it's the digital comic. Oh, God. I don't know when that well, comes I'm gonna, out. I'm it's soon, that though. Anyway, it's very though. soon. And I'm definitely digital looking forward comic, to it. Huh? It's maybe, free. Maybe we should talk about this. Did this just come out? The digital comic? I didn't even know it existed until two seconds ago. Just now. I didn't either. Um, when I click it, it, it doesn't take me to the page. I click it. And yeah, it it's takes glitched. Me to it's doing the same thing for me too. So, what the fuck? Live podcast, wanna... folks. 
Hold on. Hotline Miami. Digital comic. It's not showing up in the Steam search. I don't know. I don't know. Wait, I did this now that I've searched for it. I guess this happened in September and I was unaware, but they released Payday 2 Hotline. Miami oh yeah, Payday DLC. 2 has all sorts of DLC like crossover shit. Like it's it's That's cool. Full of it. Um I don't know. I I kind of like the the way Payday does it because they actually seem to do interesting they stuff, have a sense I of guess. Humor about themselves. <laughs> yeah. So they're allowed to be fun. They, sometimes they have a bad sense of humor, but at least they try. <laughs> they were the ones that did the meme face uh, masks. But of course you're going to oh, do that. Yeah. Of course you're going to do that. Like, tons of people are going to buy that shit. So that's my defense of them, I guess. I still haven't played Payday 2. I feel like I should. I liked Payday 1 a lot. I don't know why I'm going to talk about this now, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Um... I was trying to work through this problem for an economics class, and it was just the way the problem was phrased. Most of you probably don't care about this, but I'm gonna waste your time anyway. Um, the way the problem was phrased, you're supposed to like deal with interest compounding over time, and you deposit, you know, a hundred bucks in the account each month, and you watch it compound. But the the question was phrased so vaguely, like you didn't know whether the deposit came at the end or the beginning of the period. Uh, when it pays out, how often it compounds, none of that information was there. So I came up with an answer eventually, but there's no way to know if it's right because there's no way to know the conditions of the problem. I just felt like I should say that because that's what was pissing me off. Before You're giving me PTSD flashbacks, and I would prefer that you stop because <laughs> my frustrations with the education system were constant and awful. I'm so glad I'm done. Um, yeah, now you now all you have to do is uh, live and be. <laughs> it's not too bad. Super easy. It's not too bad. It's all right. I get I get home at five and I don't even have to think about anything. I can think about that whatever I want. Nice. Yeah, that must be really nice. Yep, that would be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> so but there you then, go. Yeah, I mean, but there's also gotta be, you know, whatever. Taxes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I pay taxes. It's, I mean, like I have a job too. It's not like. I, I get to not pay taxes, <laughs> but um, let's see. Do pe are people saying anything else? Nobody's ever saying anything interesting in the chat. So you're, you guys are all useless. I hate somebody pointed my out audience. the fact that you're an English major. I am. I uh, took I, I took economics classes. Let's see. Hitman's a good series. Blah blah blah. Phantom Dust Developers Studio has been shut down. I don't know what that is. Um, do you know what that is? Phantom Dust? Nope. Okay, let's just ignore it then. Uh, Resogun is the only exclusive you should get, Brew. I already have it. So, that's moot. Yeah, nothing really else. Do you have anything else to say? Not really. Uh, I was watching, just before this started, I was watching a stream. VGCW. This is going to be my weekly wrestling uh, update. I'm not going to talk about actual wrestling. Uh, it was a Twitch stream. I think it was I'm pretty sure it was put on by the guy who or one of the guys who works on uh, uh, Dive Kick are you aware of Dive Kick? yeah uh, I'm pretty sure he hosted the stream or something I don't know it was just a uh, it was like a wrestling event that was full of video game characters uh, it was just kind of funny 
I don't know. I had it on. The fucking chat. Like, Twitch chat continues to disappoint me more and more. Like, I, I have zero expectations of quality when it comes to the Twitch chat. But it's gotten out of hand. I, I, I couldn't even see. There were no lowercase uh, chat messages. There's no solution. There's no way to fix it. It's ridiculous, <laughs> not even, though. Not even slow Because, like, I've been works. in chat rooms that have, like, a thousand people in them, and they're fine. Like, they're, they're spammy, but people are saying funny things. People are saying things worthwhile. The Twitch chat is just people yell whatever they see happening on the screen. If someone says something on the screen, they yell that. Or they say what they say what they they say what they see and then add like a meme face Kappa. or like the the word hype. Or... <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gotten really bad. Like I, I know it's always been bad. Everyone always like, well, it's same as it ever you was. Know, had, it has I gotten thought worse. About this. It's just like a weird little th- thought. I don't know. If whatever but like i was watching one of these super fast moving um twitch chats and i just realized there is no way that i could say anything that will affect the course of this discussion in any way like the only thing that any individual person on twitch can do is just add a little grain to the overall texture scroll of text that is just constantly moving that nobody is reading you're just a part of this machine (laughs) it's it's awful um it's really bad oh god the chest turned (laughs) into twitch chat now (laughs) oh god okay so if we're just gonna get twitch memes out of the chat now i think it's a good time to call it we're about this is your fault yeah it's all on you so that's episode 17 folks we're glad you joined us we hope you had fun and we hope you tune in next week at our new time tuesday at nine o'clock eastern eight o'clock central do you have anything else to say nope good because i wasn't gonna let you say it anyway good night people good night